All right, welcome back. This is Trumbull Dads. We are hosting. I'm hosting Nate Moyer, <laughs> along with alongside myself is uh, Rob Finn. This is his third time, so I guess he's going to be kind of a staple. And of course, we've got Brian BG on the other one. So, uh, all right, guys. Well, let's first start off. We're all drinking beer. Um, we're guys. That's what we do. So we're going to go around the horn real quick and just say, hey, what, what are you drinking? Because we all decided to have a beer during the podcast. So, uh, Brian, what do you got first? What are you, what are you drinking tonight? We've got the old uh, Tribute from 14 Star out in Vermont, double IPA. Very double tasty. I- nice. Rob, what, about, what do you got? Well, I got a little uh, Yeast Rutherford from Shebon, a little local up in uh, Walcott, Connecticut. So it's a uh, East Rutherford with the Giants and the Jets play on a uh, play on the symbol here. So enjoy. Very nice. And I've, I'm I'm kind of the weakling in the group today. There's a Lyman Orchard. It's a hard apple cider. Uh, it's a Connecticut beverage. It's uh, it's actually quite tasty, but I kind of feel a little girly. But um, we won't we won't talk too much about that. I'll have a better beer next week, boys. Um, all right, let's go ahead and start it off. We're going to start about NFL Week One. Um, we're going to kind of talk about like the biggest surprise and who disappointed. So Rob, who was your biggest surprise NFL week one? Well, I would say the biggest surprise, um, is going to be the Raiders. I think the, the late, the last game, the Monday night, you know, the Raiders were out Antonio Brown looked solid. They, they took care of business and pretty much thumped the Broncos. And I don't think the Broncos were going to be that bad. Well, maybe their offense was going to be that good, but their defense should have been a lot better. And, Raiders just seem to steamroll them, so maybe the Raiders are going to be legit this year. So I think that was my biggest surprise of the week. Brian, would you? What was yours? Uh, I have a couple, but the the Saints Texans, and I'm going to go Raiders Broncos. That was one of the best Monday night footballs football games that we've had in a while. Usually Monday night, it's pretty lame, uh, but the Saints Texans that was entertaining uh, from start to finish. Uh, Raiders look good uh, in a close match with the the Broncos, and you know Josh Jacobs actually looked good. Derek Carr hit Tyrell. Didn't look like they missed AB. Um, I don't know. Maybe Gruden's got that that team on uh, on the right path there. And knock if you're with me. Yeah, that's it's kind of impressive. I really wasn't expecting much, and all my fantasy leagues were pretty much taken care of by the before the uh, Oakland kickoff, Oakland game even kicked off. So, to me, I, I really wasn't that interested in watching it. Um, I only watched a little bit of it, but I, I have to agree, the Saints and the Texans game was fantastic. And I mean, I had I had a friend of mine um, that I've known for a while. He had a funny quote. He, he posted because um, there were some bad calls again to the Saints, and he said, "You know, um, I too want to be." He's like. Uh, I want to be an NFL referee. I too hate the Saints, so <laughs> it's a little, a little sad. But that's good. <laughs> I liked, I liked that the Saints overcame that. Um, Drew Brees was fantastic on that last drive. Uh, they just, they knew what to do, and they did it. And then their kicker Lutz came in, kicked a fifty-eight yard field goal. Um, one of my other leagues, we have a whoever gets the most points in the league uh, wins a weekly prize. And I was down two points, and then Lutz hit the fifty-eight yard kick. He was my kicker, so I got a nice five-point bump and went over by three points to win the week in this other league. So that was um, kind of a double excitement for me. But, yeah, I like that. I, I thought a couple weird ones that were a little bit of a surprise was the Arizona Cardinals. They were so bad the first three quarters. Um, I was watching the, the afternoon game, and then all of a sudden they said, oh, we're going to take you to bonus coverage in Arizona. And I'm like, why? 
Well, the Cardinals came back. The, apparently, the, the air raid system worked. It clicked, started clicking in the fourth quarter. They ended up with a tie against the Lions, which, it, you know, if you first look at it, you're like, that's terrible. It's a tie, right? But based on how the Cardinals played the first three quarters, I think that's pretty exciting that they actually got a tie. The other one was um, the Buffalo Bills coming back against the Jets. Uh, I felt, you know, you feel bad for Jets fans. I was just, you know, they, they were looking so good in the beginning. Their defense was good. You know, Worley goes down, um, and then all of a sudden the Bills come back and win this thing. So that was that was kind of an, you know, it was it was an exciting game if you weren't a Jets fan. So, um, Brian, what was your disappointment, biggest disappointment, you think? Antonio Brown, biggest disappointment of week one. This whole This whole beginning of the season. Just disappointed. That's all. I'll, that's all I have to say about that. That he's just not playing. That he's not playing every other day. It's something coming up with him. I, I, I don't know. I, I, it's it's just crazy and unreal to think that this guy's done all this stuff um, behind the scenes, purposely trying to get cut uh, or released. Then he goes to the Patriots, and now he's um, being sued. Uh, I, I don't know what to believe anymore. It, it's crazy. Rob, what you got? Uh, I think my two biggest disappointments would be the Browns' offense, who didn't do anything against the Titans. I mean, they just got wobbled, and they were yeah. super high. For sure. They got all these receivers. Nick uh, Baker Mayfield, and they did not do anything. It was pitiful. Um, I think that, and, and unfortunately, the Giants' defense. I mean, I knew the Giants' defense was going to need help this year. You know, they lost some key pieces, but... I mean, they just, the Cowboys just handed them five straight drives of touchdowns. I mean, they were long drives, too. And they was doing a little mic'd up session, I heard. And uh, I forget who it was, Amari Cooper, one of those guys. Or uh, he said, you know, on the sidelines, they just look lost. And it, it did. They looked lost. The Giants secondary just did not look like they knew how to play football. And it definitely showed, even though Eli had 300 yards, I mean, he threw a lot in the second half just to make up for it. So, I mean, I think stats are a little flated there, but they just did not look good. And uh, that, that was more of a disappointment for me for being a Giant fan. <laughs> we got um, the other one that was kind of a big disappointment, although I think we kind of mostly expected it, was Miami's Miami Dolphins. I mean, just just awful. I mean, great for the Ravens. Lamar Jackson looked fantastic. Um, I think he had more... He had more touchdown passes, five, in the game than rushing attempts. He only had three rushing attempts, and he had five throwing touchdowns. Um, two to the rookie, Brown, out of Oklahoma. That was that was awesome. Um, but, gosh, Miami was so bad that after the game, players were taught, players on the Dolphins actually reached out to their agents, multiple players, and asked about getting traded because they wanted out of Miami that bad after one week. So I think that was uh, – that was pretty disappointing. I think you guys touched on the other ones. I mean, I know the Browns, I was pretty excited, psyched up about to kind of see how they were going to do. I started Odell Beckham Jr. Um, I mean, I think he was more focused on his watch than helping the team. Baker just really didn't, really didn't show up. I mean, he had a terrible QBR. Um, yeah. So I think that's probably disappointing. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know what, what else do you guys, do you have any thoughts after week one? Like, is there a team that you're like, I think it's a sleeper team at this point, or is it kind of what we expected? Uh, I think it's going to be what we expected. I mean, we expected the Patriots to come out and, uh, you know, play hard. They got got a lot of new receivers. I didn't expect the Steelers (laughs) to get run over. They They just weren't ready. So I think that'd be another surprise. 
Um, but I think, you know, the Steelers, the Saints coming out, you know, getting that win. Um, I think everybody won who should have won for the most part of the season. But I don't think there's any two surprises. I think, like you said, the Ravens is going to be one of the biggest surprises. If Lamar Jackson can um, can actually be that legit quarterback. Like you said, everyone was worried about his legs and rushing. And, you know, running quarterbacks can't win Super Bowls. But he didn't have to. And um, they could be, uh, with their defense, they could be someone to contend with the New England this year. Yeah, that's uh, that's my man, Lamar. Brian, if you didn't know, Brian Brian has him in his fantasy league in the the Trumbull League. So, oh yeah, I've got him. I've got him in all of them. I I, I bought in hard. I'm invested heavily in Lamar Jackson this year. As He's long awesome. as you as long as you didn't invest in Nick Foles, that's that's a pretty terrible injury. He broke his collarbone. I think he's out six yeah. to eight weeks. Yeah. That's that's just brutal for Jacksonville. I know they were excited about him, and you know Nick Foles, good guy. Um, I think everybody really wanted him to succeed in Jacksonville. Even people in Philadelphia wanted that, so that's that's kind of a that's kind of a bummer week one. You'd like to see him make it in the season. So, um, <clears throat> speaking of disappointments, um, Team USA basketball. So they were recently just got eliminated in the FIBA FIBA World Cup, and they lost in the quarterfinals, not the semifinals, not the finals, the quarterfinals <laughs> to France by a score of you know what I don't have it. it doesn't matter. We lost to France. That's embarrassing. Um, Awful. <laughs> Not only that, they played in the consolation game today and lost to Serbia, uh, which obviously it's a consolation game. I'm sure there's not that much motivation for Team USA. But um, what what are your guys' take on this, Brian? What what do you think? What do you think about this whole thing with all the players that didn't show up, didn't come out for Team USA? Yeah, I think it's just a tournament. I mean, it's FIBA. It's not the Olympics. I think you'd have a better turnout for Olympics because you're getting an Olympic gold medal that. Uh, I think is more a brand name for, for those top NBA players. Um, you know, the, also the team that they're putting out there, a couple of guys don't want to go or can't make it. The other ones aren't going to want to go either. When Kemba Walker and Donovan Mitchell, as good as they are, uh, NBA players, and, you know, they're great. But if those are your two best players representing our country, I, that that to me is just a, a weak team that, you know, not surprised that France beat them because France actually has some, some good players. You know, Frank Netlikina is point guard on the Knicks. Uh, he's very good. Um, not on the I'm Knicks, but he's good. He's good on France, but not well, he's good on France. Yeah. I mean, France <laughs> as a team plays well. I mean, he's still pretty good, but uh, come on, man. Knicks are great. Uh, but they, they just didn't put a good product out there, and I'm just not surprised. You know, what was it, 05 or 06 that that happened to, um, where they lost, you know, with Carmelo, uh, I think was on that team. They, uh, they, they lost, and that was a shock. So I think every once in a while, you know, you don't put a, a, an A team out there, something like this might happen. Rob, what do you think? What's your take? Uh, I think it's an embarrassment. I mean, they're still NBA players. How many other teams have NBA players of that quality? I mean, they were losing 32 to 7 after the first quarter. Seven. Five NBA scored seven points in a quarter. I, I could have scored seven points. Me, you, and Nate and Brian could have scored seven points. I mean, I, I just don't <laughs> think they had the heart to do anything with it. That's, I mean, come on. They have Harrison Barnes and Kemba Walker. 
I don't care. You have three NBAers, you have five NBAers on the team. They got to be able to put a better. I mean, I just don't think they, they put any effort in there. I mean, I think they had the product. I just don't think they cared. And unfortunately, it gets showed. You know, other guys didn't care. They didn't want to come out and play. They didn't want to get hurt, lose their hundred million dollar, two hundred million dollar contracts. And you could tell it just it just carried over into the guys who were playing. They, you know, when they see other guys not caring, I think they 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 didn't care either. So let's hope that changes for the Olympics. I don't care what it is. They're playing for America. You put an American jersey on. You got to play hard. And seven points is not hard. It's crazy. Embarrassing. Yeah, I want to see. You know, one thing that I thought was great was the director of or the president, I guess, of Team USA Basketball, Jerry Colangelo. Um, he came out today and said, you know, they're, they're not going to forget the guys that that uh, decided not to play in this, not to come out, which I think is a great, I think it's great for hear him say, because I feel like some of those guys that did turn him down when they, when it comes time to build that Olympic team, I hope they do remember that because I want, I want to see these guys, especially some of the younger guys that kind of turned it down, you know, they should be, uh, you know, trying, like you said, to be out there and playing for your country. I mean, you talk about a LeBron James, like, yeah, that guy's, you know, uber talented, the best player in basketball. If he decides, hey man, I got you know, I got to shut it down. I got a big season coming up. You know, I, I can kind of understand that for some of the old vets. Maybe they just want to hang out just for the the uh, Olympics. Right. But some of these other guys really need to step up. I mean, right. it's just you know, you got to love your country enough to do that. I mean, so I mean, you and you, you your hats off to the guys that that did play because you know the guys that played for Team USA. They they played really hard. Some of these guys that. You know, I mean, Tatum got hurt and rolled his ankle, which I think was such a, you know, a gut punch to this team because they just didn't have as much talent. Um, Kemba Walker played hard. I mean, they played hard. They had Pop as a coach. I mean, you know, he was doing the best job he could co- coaching this team after what maybe a month together trying to practice. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely disappointing. But hopefully, this will motivate Team USA. Hopefully, the guys will all be ex- you know upset, pissed off, and ready to go for the Olympics, and especially some of these top, top guys. LeBron will, you know, rally troops, say, hey, guys, we got to go out there and dominate this Olympics. We got embarrassed. Right. So. This is going to be LeBron's last Olympics, too. I don't think he's going to play in four years. I mean, I think he still might play in uh, NBA, but, you know, it's going to be his last go-around. Who knows what he's going to do yeah. four years from now. Yeah, exactly. So, and, and they need to have the depth. They need to have that talented depth where guys that are starting in the NBA are, are second second team guys right so yeah i don't know so it's it's definitely embarrassing i ended up streaming it on my computer yesterday watched and lose to france missed basic free throws just they just did not look good just couldn't couldn't believe it i mean i, I thought that they i didn't really think they were going to win it with this team i thought maybe they'd lose in the finals maybe the semifinals get third place all right i can deal with that but gosh the quarterfinals and you're right france is not a bad team but Man, the quarterfinal, that's just that's just embarrassing for this. This is this is our sport, so I mean what did they finish in seventh or eighth at this point? I mean I don't even know. I don't know, they lost the consolation, but at this point, once they lost the quarters, I don't think it matters what place they came in. So um, Yeah. Just uh just a killer. So all right, boys. Well, Major League Baseball, we're kinda of talking about the playoffs are kinda of coming up. Um there's this team called the Mets that is giving again false hope to their fans that they are currently let me look right now they are now two games back of the last wild card spot the nationals basically have the first one kind of wrapped up they're three games ahead of everybody else um the ones that are kind of fighting for that last nl wild card spot the brewers the cubs are tied 
for the second spot. Behind them are the New York Mets two, two and a half games back. The Phillies are two, two and a half games back. And the Diamondbacks are actually three and a half games back. That just changed. Uh, it was two and a half, three and a half. So, guys, what, what do you think? With uh, Assuming the Nationals are in, who's that other team? Uh, we'll start with uh, Rob this time. All right. Well, obviously, I'm going to say the Mets are going to be that team, but um, in real uh, in reality, I think I th- I honestly thought the Brewers were going to were just going to start going downhill when Yelich went down with that kneecap two days ago. But um, you know what? They've won two games in a row. They look good. They've won seven good games. They've won seven games in a row, actually. Currently, yeah, I mean, after today, you, you look at how many games they've won. They've, I mean, I think they've won seven in a row now. Um, they're eight and. Eight and or nine, nine and two in the last eleven or twelve. I mean, they've beaten some good teams, and I, I think they're going to end up taking it. I think they're going to beat the Cubs. Um, the Mets are going to have to win a lot of games in order to catch them with those two games. The Mets are two games out, um, so I think it's going to be tough for the Mets to overtake the Brewers. I mean, everyone, uh, you know, no one seems to care about a couple of losses here and there in April or a blown save in May here and there, but. You know, those are the kind of games that come back and bite you in September when you're uh, a game back at Milwaukee, and you you need them to lose no matter what you do. You could win ten in a row, but if Milwaukee wins eleven in a row, you're not going to chase them. So I think I'm going to give it to Milwaukee. I think they're going to make that wild card spot, and they're going to get Yelich back. And uh, what is it, four to six weeks? They said possibly. That's so be interesting. Yeah, that'd be good. I mean, if they can kind of hold up. Um, the Mets. The, looking at the Mets, ugh, they kind of got it couple tough tough matchups they're going to play three in a row in la against the dodgers and they got the rockies at colorado at since he's not bad miami's not bad um those those are probably some definitely winnable games hopefully you don't blow a couple there then they finish it out with atlanta um so yeah i mean it's not a bad pick brian brian what's your thoughts you're a yankees fan so you're kind of focused on the al you guys are kind of on cruise control um I guess the Yankees really are just kind of keeping an eye on home field advantage throughout the playoffs. I think they're one or two games up on Houston for that. Otherwise, they're probably just going to coast, try to get healthy, and be ready for the playoffs. But what's your take on NL wildcard? Who do you think's got that last spot? Um, yeah, I mean, I, the Brewers are definitely going to be the the better team. I think they're just well built, uh, even without Yelich. They have a great lineup. So, you know, I think they're definitely going to be that, that other team. I don't think the Mets are going to do it. They're close, but they're not going to, they're not going to get there. Sorry. Sorry, Rob. Sorry, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, my, my, my Yankees are, are, are looking, looking pretty good, though. But, you know, Washington, you got the Cubs, the Brewers. Mets two games back. Philly two and a half back. Uh, what was it? 17, 16 games left? In the season, and uh, about fifteen. Yeah, it's about fifteen games left. Yeah, so you got a lot of teams within there. I I can't see Milwaukee doing it, but I think you know what? Outside of Milwaukee, if I had to pick another one, I'd probably say Philly. They they might they might sneak in there. Um, the Mets just—they're pitching their bullpen. They got a lot of tough games. I can't see them doing it. I mean, they're gonna—they're playing the Dodgers. I know they're—they're they're in, but the Mets are. Yeah, so. the Dodgers are next. Three yeah, games yeah but the Dodgers. I think Dodgers are the only team. That, but Dodgers if they can get past the Dodgers, you know, they have three teams that are under five hundred, and if they can sweep two of those, they got four games against the Marlins. 
They're going to finish it out with the Braves at the end, which is dangerous. But, I mean, the Mets could win 87 games, 88 games, and probably not make the wild card, which is what I expect them to do right now. So an interesting stat that I'm just looking at here, uh, against teams that are over 500, Milwaukee's 50, 46 and 39. The Mets are 43 and 53. Hmm. You know, so th- when they're playing the good teams, they're, they're just not beating them. And if Milwaukee's winning a couple more games against those other teams within their division, which are the Cubs, um, you know, so it, they, they just like the, the, the better team there. It, it'd be cool to see the Mets in, but that's going to be tough. Yeah, no, absolutely. The Mets going to need to do a couple of sweeps. And like I said, I don't. The Mets aren't going to get to ninety wins. Um, I think at most they get to eighty-eight. But again, they could still lose it. To, it'll be even fun if Milwaukee and Mets had to do a one-game playoff to get that one-game playoff. That'll even be. That'll be fun. It'll I was going to say that's a lot of fun. Yeah. That's what I'm rooting for. Regardless of the teams, I, I love that one game to get oh, you yeah. to the wild. That's that's just. I mean that's just bonus baseball, right? That's just you got to love that. Um, every everybody's available in the bullpen. I love it because it's just there is no tomorrow for the team that loses. I love that. Um, and then you just worry about the next game tomorrow. If he needs to, I mean that's uh, that's exciting. So I'm going to go ahead and go and say I, I don't think it's going to happen. I've been pretty impressed with the Diamondbacks. They were really not supposed to do much this year. They they got rid of Goldie in the off season. Um, they traded Granke at the at the trade deadline, and all of a sudden they were like two games back going into the series against the Mets. Um, but two games back of that last wild card spot, I was I was a little shocked. So while right now they're three and a half games back, the rest of their schedule kind of shakes out. They got Cincinnati, Miami, San Diego twice, and St. Louis. So outside of the St. Louis series, those are all winnable series. So. If those other teams struggle, I mean, the Diamondbacks could be could be right there, especially if there's a one-game playoff to get in. Um, now, I don't think the Diamondbacks are going to be uh, a good playoff team, but, you know, I got to say that'd be pretty exciting to see them get in there with the expectations that they had. But realistically, they're, they're not really going to be a – they're not really going to be a threat to uh, any of the NL teams. So that, that might be just an easy game for Washington. Uh, but that's, that's, that's who I'll say. Just, just to be a homer, I got to – I got to throw that out there, right? So, um, guys, we got a few minutes left, so we can kind of talk a little bit fantasy football. What is your, who is your best player this weekend on your fantasy team? Let's talk kind of more of the Trumbull League, because um, obviously we're all in multiple leagues. We're gonna we're gonna go nuts. So I think we all know who Brian is, uh, but let's Lamar. just let's start with Brian here. <laughs> well, let's uh, you know, let, let, I don't know if everybody knows what we did. You know, uh, Rob and I put together two. 10 team leagues so that we have this, you know, Super Bowl. And I think we kind of touched on that. But so the two separate drafts, it was very interesting that Rob and I both had the seventh pick and our teams, I don't know how similar they are, but um, it'd be interesting to see how, how that unfolds. Uh, but this week, was, week one was great. Uh, in our league, we have um, Hot Bag and Nichols and my team dropping Browns off at the Super Bowl. Pretty sure everybody knows what that means. Uh, and my man Lamar Jackson is uh, is definitely my top guy from from week one. He, he put up some big numbers, and I'm excited to see what he does this year. Rob, what, are, what about you, Rob? Yeah, I, it's kind of funny. Brian and I have very different teams, considering we uh, we picked 
the same slot of a 10 person league. I think we just had different directions, but, um, no, I, I, I was happy with my uh, first week. I, I took down the defending champ, Brian Decker from last week, which was nice. Yes. Um, uh, I think, you know, my best player was probably Dalvin cook, who was, I believe my second round pick, but uh, also Michael Thomas, who I kind of, I don't know if it was a stretch. I, you know, we're in a PPR league and I got catches balls for the last three years. He's been over a hundred receptions. So, I took him, and he had a good game. Even though he didn't have a touchdown, he was everywhere. And Drew Brees loves that guy. So I'm, uh, I'm feeling pretty good. We got a, there was a lot of good teams out there. I don't think anybody has a dominant team yet. And uh, it's, a, it's, been a, it's been a fun first week, I'll say. Well, it's hard. I mean, it's always hard in fantasy for that first week. I mean, anybody can get hurt or, you know, your, your quarterback could get mono, obviously, or, you know, break a collarbone. But Or your wide receiver could be accused of rape, you know. That's true, that's, without that even happens. playing a game. So yeah. he has a, Antonio yeah. Brown, if you had Antonio Brown, you missed week one. He wasn't eligible to play. Um, a roller coaster. That's now we'll find out if he's going to even play for the Patriots. We'll find that out in the next couple weeks. Um, but, you know, I, I think teams adapt. I didn't read he's one, playing on Sunday. He is going to play on Sunday. All right, so. Um, I heard he was, yeah. We'll see how many games he gets in. I think the NFL, I think, is supposed to meet with the accuser next week, so maybe they'll have a better idea what's what's happening there. I, I got to say my guy, I know people thought I was a little bit of a reach. My first round pick was Patrick Mahomes. Um, still excited by him. Actually, no, no, he was my second round pick in a couple other leagues. I had him as my first round pick. Yeah, You, tra- um, you changed it up for that one. I did. I did. I went Kamara was my first pick. He had a good game. Uh, but Mahomes, Mahomes got me the most. I think he got me 39 ish points. So um, I was happy with him. Drew Brees is my backup. I somehow fell into that. Uh, during the draft, could kind of shocked he was still there at whatever round. I think it was seventh. Um, got him. So I, I'm a big Mahomes fan. Um, I'm I'm on the Mahomes train. It's exciting. He, he's he's exciting. Exciting quarterback. I like Andy Reid's system. So I'm I'm excited for that. I, I'm disappointed for the bye week. I wish I wish the Chiefs just didn't have a bye week. That would have been great. But again, I got Breeze there that I can throw in there for the the bye week. Excited for that. Um, I like, in my other league, I do have Brown, the wide receiver out of Oklahoma. He went nuts. I think he only played 14 snaps, and he got two long touchdowns from from your boy Lamar there, Brian. Um, that, was, that was awesome. Unfortunately, he was on my bench, but that I was excited to see him in there. And we'll see if he uh, can keep that up. That's kind of a cool rookie, rookie spot. Do you guys have any rookies you were excited by, regardless of what they did to or against your fantasy team? Um, yeah, I, I got, uh, Buffalo's guy is, uh, is a single Terry. He's the, the running, running back. back. He, he, yeah, he, you know, I took him pretty late and uh, a lot of good things said, even though they have Frank Gore and, uh, T.Y. Hilton or T.Y. Hilton, I'm sorry, T.J. Yelton out there. Um, you know, it's going to be a three headed attack. I took him late cause I think he's going to emerge maybe possibly that guy. And I think you got a stash on your bench and you know, he lit things up in the fourth quarter for Buffalo. He really made that comeback happen for them so i think uh as the weeks start to uh, emerge he's going to be the number one back there in buffalo and he looked good so uh I- i'm excited about him and again for a guy you draft in i don't know 10th spot i guess i grabbed him I'm-, I'm-, I'm glad with it brian do you have any rookies you like or don't like because of what they did to your team oh um well i, I have singletary too so that that that's kind of funny but i think uh i think he's going to be great or one guy that i actually I wanted to draft, but I don't know what I why I didn't. To be honest, uh, was Hawkinson. 
uh, the tight end out of Detroit. That yeah, kid looks legit, and that'll be fun to watch. Yeah, I drafted him in a couple other leagues, um, so I've been excited about. Unfortunately, I put him on my bench. I think I had him behind Mark Andrews, the uh, tight end for the Ravens, who went to mm-hmm. my high school in Scottsdale, Arizona. So it's a little bit of a homer pick, um, but I liked I liked Hawkerson too. So um, yeah, we'll we'll see. I might I might bounce back and forth with some of those guys during the season. But yeah, he he looked pretty good for a rookie. It's still in Detroit, but still. But you also have to understand too that against the Cardinals, tight ends always put up good numbers against the Cardinals. I don't know what it is. They just always have career days. People get really excited and then they're duds the rest of the season, but they always have that career game against the Cardinals. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll have to, you know, keep an eye on that, see how he does. But yeah, so, all right, guys, well, we're kind of coming to the end. We'll get some uh, last last takes. Brian, we'll, we'll go ahead and start with you. Uh, go football. We've got a good matchup tonight. Tampa and Carolina. See what see what happens there, and let's go week two and see if we can get another victory here for uh, dropping the Browns off at the Super Bowl. <laughs> Rob, what do you got? What do you? Uh, I'm gonna say let's go Mets. Uh, well, LFGM Mets. Um, you know, I think the Dodgers is gonna make a break. It's- if we get swept by the Dodgers, we're pretty much out of it. But you know, we gotta we gotta do some damage, and um, we are home. So if we could take two or three from the Dodgers, I think the rest of the schedule is a much uh, much lighter schedule, except for the Braves. So this will give us a shot at the wild card, or this will break us from a wild card. So let's go Mets. All right, I, I guess I'll like, go a little different direction. Kind of fun that all of our kids, uh, Rob, Ryan, and myself, we all play. Uh, in our soccer league, the local AYSO, it's kind of funny. So we see each other on the, the soccer field. Then we uh, go home and watch our football. Um, so that's that's kind of fun. I get to see these these clowns on the uh, the soccer field bright and early on Saturday mornings. We've basically lost our Saturday mornings for eight or nine weeks. Um, but kind of kind of fun that we're also doing the podcast, Trumbull Dads, and you know all our kids are playing soccer. So that's kind of kind of fun for uh, for a little while. We'll see. Check, we'll check back into that in, in uh, early November, see how we're doing with that. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, this will wrap it up for Trumbull Dads, and uh, have a great night. <laughs> <laughs>